GM friends, welcome to Web3 Bytes, a short but informative clip from one of our full podcast episodes. If you like this content, check out the full episode and don't forget to subscribe. It helps us grow, but it also makes sure that you don't miss another episode of the Web3 Academy podcast. Enjoy. Live streaming, has, it's still pretty much segmented to gaming. I mean, maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it, to me, it hasn't moved beyond gaming. If we look back, is there other examples of interactivity in TV? Have we ever seen that in the past? I'm just before we continue on here, I just want to understand that state. This is great. I love I love that comment because this is something I hear so often. Mm -hmm. I'm going to debunk that, that in a second because streaming is actually everywhere. And, and back to interactivity on TV, interactivity has been kind of a wild goose chase since the 80s. So in the 80s, here in the US, it was the Wheel of Fortune. And you could play along on TV with the Wheel of Fortune right here. Okay, so for everybody listening, Alex has got a board game that he's holding up. Oh, it's not a board game. It's actually, no, hold on. Let me, then I have to open it now. If you think it's yeah, a board game, right. you're going to be surprised. <laughs> this is like, Wait. okay. This is actually an electronic device that would know what game is running live on TV, what are the questions, and you'll be able to input your own letters and play along just like if you were another contestant. And you could mm -hmm. earn money. You could earn money. So you're literally playing along like the guys on the show and the studio, they will make more money than you for sure. But there's, I think it was like a couple thousand bucks, which for the time was crazy. Big money for the time for just playing along and having fun. And so they think this first iteration, you repeat, we found repeated artifact of the same ID all over the planet over the next, the following 20, 30 years goes from like we had the same i'm from france we had like two devices in france that let us play along with all those um, during all those tv shows that were broadcasted live if you remember the um, mid 2000 there was that whole thing about second screen and people mm -hmm. trying to have a chat on their phone while watching mm -hmm. soccer or football on tv there was that of course lots of friction that didn't really play out but um, what i'm getting at is Everybody's looking at this screen and saying, hey, that should be interactive. There's so many people doing the same thing at the same time. There's just no way we cannot create a connection between all these folks. Uh, now, the big change, and, and really that's what makes today so different than yesterday, is that that screen that you're watching, that content you're watching, comes through the internet. Like for most people, even if you, if you still have a cable box, it goes through an internet cable. It's an internet cable. It has a way back, uh, is what I'm getting at. So whether you're watching on YouTube TV over the top, you, you're a code cutter, or still have your code, all those things now, this is the internet, we're there. So what you're watching on your stream, on your screen is essentially an HLS feed broadcasted through the internet and played on an internet video player. And this is what changes everything because all of a sudden you're not battling proprietary closed source TVs with their weird remote, but no, you, you actually, everything is working on open internet standards. And so that's really what allowed us to innovate and to build that idea of an overlay that would add interactive components and buttons over the screen. It turns out, lucky for us, not only is today different than yesterday because internet, but also for the past 20 years, like the entire broadcast industry has been trying to sell you 
pizza on TV. I'm not joking. I met someone actually doing that at Comcast in the late 90s. So okay. <laughs> selling pizza on TV is a thing. And the entire industry has built a lot of primitive, a lot of channels, a lot of bricks, essentially, to try and achieve this. What we did is essentially look at all that, say, hey, how can we recombine, add some level of digital ownership, because if I'm going to toss a t-shirt, you need to be able to own and get that mm -hmm. t-shirt. So essentially, digital ownership, gamification, it's got to be a game, it's got to be fun, you need to be mm -hmm. yelling and feeling that this is super massive and everybody's playing at the same time. All this slapped over the feed, so you don't have to take a second screen and you can just play where you're watching, where you already are. And, and this is really what we, we launched in 2018 on Twitch because Twitch was nice enough to be very forward thinking and build a lot of tools to make it easy to create those type of experiences. Mm -hmm. So we started there and then we, uh, we expanded and built our own platform and, and went further. But yeah, Twitch was great because they had something called extension. They still have it. And this is for me one of those nuggets that someone I, know, I don't know the story of extension i'm still looking about it but i think this is the most brilliant thing someone had literally the same vision said hey we're going to allow people to put buttons on, over the screen and we have no idea what they're going to do but it's going to be fun and we'll see what happens so we got a lot of weird things that were playing farts and <laughs> doing other things on on twitch but that that's also what allowed us to launch a first iteration of Azure's in partnership with Ubisoft and Rainbow Six Siege and get everybody who's watching games of Siege to play along and ask hard questions about what just happened. And we had a whole integration. So we know uh, some of the hardest questions were, how many bullets were shot? <laughs> People will get it. You will be surprised. <laughs> But like, that creates like the amount of activity that that generates in the chat. People like just trying their luck. Uh, you could see real time yeah, the, 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 the various choices being picked by, by users. It drove millions of people clicking and playing over the years. It's, it's crazy. Thank you for listening to Web3 Academy, your one trusted source to capitalize on the next big phase of the internet. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and subscribe or follow so that you don't miss the next one. While you're at it, there's a link in the description for our free newsletter where we provide timely and relevant Web3 insights so you can confidently build and invest in Web3. Make sure to subscribe today. One final note. This podcast is for educational purposes only and nothing we say is financial advice. Crypto and Web3 are risky and you should never invest more than you're willing to lose. Thank you, friends, and see you in the next one.